Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Seven minutes after the hour. And I am pleased to tell you that uh, Garson is in from Graphs. Good morning. Good morning, sir. You brought in my two favorite firearms of all time. I mean, <laughs> in one fell swoop, you've managed to hit numbers one and two. I, I got lucky. Oh, man. <laughs> I am telling you, we will discuss those in the next hour. Uh, and we'll show them up on camera. If you're on Facebook, go to Gary on Guns. And uh, you'll see the cameras, you'll see in studio, and you'll be able to see the firearms that we're talking about. But they are, without a doubt, my two favorite firearms. Uh, and you may like them, too. One of them is a very limited edition. You'll be really interested in that one because they're only going to be how many made? Uh, I believe it was no more than 201. Yeah. And It doesn't say exactly how many, but it says no more than 201 guns. And I've got one of them in, my, uh, in the studio here with me now. In the meantime, uh, last week... Uh, I was. Uh, I noticed a response from Chris Kelly about firearms. State former state representative Chris Kelly, and I it, and I want you to understand that I like Chris. I mean, he's really a nice guy. We disagree, we debate, but he's a nice guy. And he came up with what he thought might be a solution to gun violence. And I thought maybe I'm not understanding him because we'd gone back and forth on Twitter a couple of times. So I invited him to come on the show. It didn't get any clearer. Here's what happened. Uh, you had sent out a tweet that says, uh, and I'll quote this, I'm reading it right from Twitter. I believe those who wish to decrease firearms death should advocate for gun owner legal responsibility. It's hugely popular. It's effective. There are no Second Amendment ramifications. It's consistent with conservative talking points of individual responsibility. And I replied to that, and, and uh, I'm not sure that I quite understand... Uh, what you're saying, but as for the, it's hugely popular, you know that I host a gun show, and I'm on the air six days a week. Yes, I do. And I've that. never heard anybody say this, but uh, I'll take your word for it. Explain what exactly what you mean um, by uh, gun owners' legal responsibility. Okay. When I say legal responsibility, I mean civil responsibility, not criminal. I'm not talking about criminal liability or responsibility at all here. Um, I think that for six or eight hundred years, our Anglo-Saxon law has been developing a code where we financially punish wrongdoing. When, when person A causes harm to person B, we have a system to where the, the aggrieved parties can work that out in court. I think that that, and I'm just thinking out loud here, here kind of, Gary. We have a, everybody can agree, I think, that we have a problem in America with too much gun death. Too many people get shot. And I've always had a little problem with all this banning guns by the type of the gun. Um, many, many pro-firearms control people believe that if you call a, a rifle a, an AR-14 or similar, then that automatically makes it more bannable than if it's your standard um, hunting rifle of my childhood. And that, I think, is a bad distinction. But I think that if if you own a firearm and if you t 
take care of it in a negligent way. Let's assume that you own a, a handgun and you leave it under the bed and your 10-year-old finds it, takes it outside, and he and the neighbor boy are playing with it. And he shoots the neighbor boy or the neighbor boy's little sister or whatever. I believe that that one way that we could inspire people to be more careful with their firearms is by making it more possible for the owner of that firearm to be held legally, financially responsible for the costs arising from that injury or death. What's That's the, the fundamental principle that, that I'm talking about. What's the metric for handling your firearm responsibly? If I leave my my gun under the seat of my car and I lock the doors on my car and go into the post office and somebody steals, breaks into my car and steals my gun, am I legally responsible in your mind? Am I, am I civilly accountable if he goes out and shoots somebody? I don't know where the line needs to be precisely drawn. Um, that might be, in my opinion, on the you're not liable side of the line, whereas the one where you leave it under your bed, your own 10-year-old kid gets it um, and ha- causes harm seems to me to be on the yes for liability side of the line. And I think that reasonable people can see that there's a gray area on where the line between liability and, and no liability ought to occur. But it's been a fundamental conservative libertarian principle forever that we ought to be individually, personally responsible. And to leave one's guns in a way that children can get them doesn't strike me as being the the poster boy of personal responsibility. It seems to me to be a pretty irresponsible thing to do. But Chris, you don't need a law for that. I, if you did just what you said, yes. and you shot my kid, yes. I could sue you, civilly hold you accountable. Maybe. And I may or may not prove No, not maybe. I can... You I, could I can. sue. But I believe that we ought to... We've established various torts over the years. And I think that negligent ownership or negligent handling, and I don't know exactly the way I'd characterize it, seems to be an area where we'd want to um, establish some some rules about that. Um, now, wouldn't those rules be set up in the courtroom when that when over when time, I sue you? Yeah, they, uh, they. I come in and I say, look, uh, Mr. Kelly uh, left this gun under his bed. He knew he had kids in the house. He was yeah. irresponsible. I don't know how you could set up a a, a set of guidelines uh, that would that wouldn't muddy the waters even more. I agree that that's. A legitimate argument, and I don't know exactly where. And I'm, I think that the way you draw these lines is by people of good faith working together and trying to find a place where we all can agree that the line ought to be. See, that's one of the advantage. Although I generally don't like statute as much as I like common law, I think that's one of the things you can do with statute is people of of good intention and who disagree can compromise and to find where that line of responsibility ought to be. Um, We all can think of examples. Let's assume that you leave the gun in the car unlocked. 
Yeah. Um, or let's just... Oh, all right, let's, let's, let's stick with that scenario. I put my gun under the seat. I forget to hit the lock button. Yeah. But it's my car. It's private. It is. Anybody who goes into that car without my permission is a, is a thief. That's right. Is a burglar. And if when he breaks the law to steal my gun, he subsequently uses it to kill somebody, I would argue he's responsible more than me. More in than fact, you. More. I would argue entirely. Oh, well... At let but you did you were irresponsible too. No, you, you're, you have a dangerous instrumentality, the firearm. And I have it inside a car that nobody yeah, should go into right. but me. And I agree that we're near the line here, and I don't know exactly where I would draw that line. But it seems to me that, um, what if you leave it on the dashboard? Oh, how many cases of that have you ever seen? I've never seen one ever. Well, maybe I'm not. I'm just we're yeah. we're trying to find where the line should be, and I'm I'm posing a hypothetical, uh, or on the seat. All right. Well, suppose I have a Christmas gift on my seat. Uh, I've got my wife a butcher knife, and uh -huh. I have it wrapped up, and it's on the front seat, and it's got wrapping paper. It says "Merry Christmas, Gwen." If I were you, I would not give your wife no. I don't any even weapons. like the, I don't like the fact that she shoots better than me. It yeah, scares hell out of me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but so, but uh, somebody comes in, sees that Christmas gift. Grabs the box, unwraps it, sees it's a knife, and then stabs somebody with it. It's a huge difference between a gun and a knife, although I know most gun people like to argue that there isn't. The purpose of the firearm is to kill, is to shoot and kill. Well, no. The purpose, the purpose of the, of the knife firearm, is to cut up roast beef. The purpose of the knife, or the gun rather, can be to shoot it's, or to kill. It's its primary purpose. It was invented no, for that purpose. It's overwhelmingly used for hunting, self-defense, all those things. Its entire, fun, its fundamentally major purpose is to shoot other things or people. Well, it is to shoot other things for sure, because I know a lot of guys that... Uh, go out Target uh, practice. Well, they, there are, you know, all kinds of meets and contests. Yeah, lots of biathlon. So here's what I want to do, because I don't want to run out of time. I want to I want to uh, take this three-minute break, and then I'm going to come back. and we uh, we'll, do any calls? Yeah, we're going to take, we got all a right. ton of phone calls. We're going to cool. get them next. All right, uh, so this uh, this discussion happened uh, early late last week. Uh, we'll come back and see what Garson is getting from this, because it confuses me. You're listening to Gary on Guns, 93.9 The Eagle. 22 minutes after the hour, Garson is in from Graf's. Uh, we've been playing this discussion ahead with uh, Chris Kelly on the, during the weekday show. Do you quite understand yet what he's going for? I am lost. Do you have a map over there? <laughs> no, but we've got some <laughs> phone calls. We'll play those next. David, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? You're on with Chris Kelly and me. Hi, David. Hey, how you doing, Chris Kelly? Uh, hey, how, are how you doing, Gary? I am well, thank you. All right. Um, we had a conversation years ago about uh, health care, and you were wrong about that. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, you were. No, we're not talking um, about health care. We're talking about guns. Eh, this is about... Anyway, so somebody steals my property, uses it in the commission of a crime after the, after the crime they already committed... And I'm civilly responsible? Is that what you're saying to me? Let's talk about the stealing. Well, you, they stole, they broke into my house. Let me. Or they got into my house. David, did I interrupt and you? They David, took well, David, the David, gun. David, 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 let him, David, let him. David, did I interrupt you? I'm a little bit. 
I'm a little bit. All right, just let let Chris have his say. Let him go. Okay, let's assume that I break into your house, your gun is in a gun safe, I drill the safe, steal your gun, and commit a crime. I don't think there's any conceivable way that in that scenario that you should be liable for the use of the firearm no matter how it's used. You broke in my house. I agree with I agree with you in that on that. You already broke the law. What were you doing in my just, house, David? David, I'm saying I agree with you as to my scenario where I drill your gun That's safe. Not breaking into a safe. You broke into my house. You they, stole my my personal possession. Should I continue? Should I start interrupting, David? Are you going to finish an entire sentence? David, let him finish, please. All right. I agree with you on the on, on that scenario. Let's take another scenario. Let's say you leave the gun on the kitchen table loaded. The neighbor kid, 10 years old, comes into the house with your kid, sees the gun, takes it, and shoots the neighbor kid's little sister. I'm already civilly liable for that. I'm not sure you are. Yeah, I am. Yeah, you are. You think you are. But yeah, I am. I'm well. I left. Uh, you say that you are. Why do you, do you have a case? At that time, he there are was lots of not cases doing anything illegal. Well, there are lots of cases where he took something. the gun. He stole the gun. No, that's not the way this goes. The problem is that your law wants to put every onus on the gun owner, and if you break into my house, steal my gun, and I have a number. And they use them in a crime. Suddenly, um, I am responsible for that. You agree? You agree that you should be liable in the case of the gun in the kitchen table where the neighbor kid takes it. That would be my negligence. Yeah, I agree. As so opposed, you agree that you, as opposed to somebody who came into my house and took the gun underneath my. I'm bed. already giving you that one. No, now, the gun underneath my bed, which I use. To make sure that I'm safe. All right, Dave. David, I got to let you go. I'm, I'm way behind. Thank you for the call. All right. All right. So let me just do this very quickly. I live alone, mm -hmm. and I have a gun under my uh, my bed. And somebody, uh, neighbor kid, breaks into my house and steals the gun. Am I liable? I think that if you leave the gun out under the bed like that, that's not out. That's under the bed. It's still out. It's not it's, locked up. So it may not, not be no locked up. Lock. But there's locks on my doors, and this kid broke in. Yeah, and in that scenario, I don't know exactly where I would come down on that scenario. See, that's the problem. It gets it gets very muddy. Um, but I, 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 because there's a muddy area, it doesn't mean that there's room on both sides of where you when you should be liable and when you shouldn't be liable. You got to remember that when you have a firearm, I think that you take on some additional responsibility for making sure that the firearm is handled safely and not negligently. All of us do. But even in this scenario where I have the gun under my bed and the kid breaks in and shoots another neighbor kid, then say, I can still be hauled into court civilly. You say you all, you all what? You all are responsible or you all believe that you should be responsible? Well, we all should be responsible and we are held responsible. And in my scenario, uh, where I live alone, the gun's under the bed. If the kid uh -huh. breaks into the house, he's already broken the lock. 
That's he should true. be in there. That's uh, true. And, and in the other scenario, um, I can still be sued. Mm-hmm. Even in that scenario, I can be sued. And that's why I think uh, civil litigation is, is uh, you know, what you're calling for might be redundant. I Maybe. I, let me, I, let me get another, Eric, welcome. Call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yes. Uh, I want to go back to Gary's uh, kind of question about the car thing. Yeah. If a, he has a gun under the seat and steals it. And you think if he, someone goes and steals a gun and then shoots somebody, you think that's kind of a fine line. What if someone uses that car to steals the car and goes and kills someone? Would that not be so, so then who's to blame there? Right now, the question you have to ask yourself is, as between the injured person, you, you have three players, right, in the simplest form. You have the injured person. You have the person who stole the gun or the car or both. And you have the original owner of the gun, car, whatever, right? As between the stealer, the thief, and the injured person, clearly we all agree that the stealer should be liable. But as between the injured person and the owner, does any liability arise? And that's the question I'm really asking. I agree that the the thief should be primarily liable. But should there be secondary liability because the owner was irresponsible? The owner of the firearm was irresponsible. So because it's a gun, it's different than because it's a car, depending on the killing of a person. I think so. I think so. And the reason I think so is, (laughs) well... You know, I'm I'm actually logic, I'm actually listening to you about this. I wish that you would listen too. That all right. So, is it any clearer for you, Garson? I, I think it's worse. <laughs> yeah, as the longer it goes, the the worse it got for me. I couldn't quite figure out um, how he wanted to do it. But I wonder if there is uh, some correlation between what he's saying and, for instance, uh, dram laws, liquor laws. Uh, around the country, for instance, if I'm a if I'm a bartender and I'm serving you liquor, um, and you go out and get in an accident, I get held responsible for over serving you. Is it, that does it? So, I don't know. I'm it just, does sound like that to me, um, or it sounds like he wants to set up some kind of like ticket structure where every violation of said laws generates a a predetermined fine. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, see, the problem I think is. You can't definitively draw that line. That's what happens in the courtroom. That's what well, that line should, is. It's where it should take place, yes. Yeah, that line is drawn when the jury comes back and says guilty or not guilty. You have to pay or you don't pay. I don't know how you can write that into law. We'll come back with more of Chris Kelly. Garson is with us from Graphs. Brought in two of my most favorite firearms. We'll discuss those two. Gary on Guns, 93.9 Eagle. Hey, good morning. 35 minutes after the hour, Garson is in. From Graphs, we'll talk about the two firearms that he brought in with him. One of them, a very, very limited edition uh, that you will be excited about. If you're um, on Facebook, we're at uh, Gary on Guns. We have cameras in studio, and when it's time to show those firearms, you'll actually be able to see them live and, uh, well, not really in person, but live anyway. (laughs) Uh, We've been talking about uh, this conversation I had with Chris Kelly. We've been replaying it. Chris wants some kind of a statute. Uh, Garson and I have been kicking this around. We are totally confused. We just don't understand exactly what he wants. Um, it, it, nothing seems to make sense to us. Um, let me, uh, 
Can we, you can't, just no time. Uh, uh, let's do some phone calls. We'll let some people in and uh, and chat about this. Uh, but then we'll go back to the segment. I'm, I, uh, I listened to him. I just couldn't, I couldn't get uh, to the point where it made any sense to me. Uh, it just seemed like it was going to muddy the water and make things even more confusing. Confusing. James, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you this morning? Uh-oh. I'm sorry? Hello? I think he said, uh-oh. All right. James is not here. All righty. Thank you. Ryan, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you? Ryan? Welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you? All right. Uh, let's just, uh, while we figure out what's going on with the phones... Um, we'll uh, we'll just go back to the uh, to the audio because Chris tries very hard to make his case and I I just never quite got it. Uh, in fact, we introduce a new scenario here and an interesting twist. It, it's starting to sound like this is one of those. Well, we need to make a law, so let's just make a law, so it looks like we're doing something kind of thing. Yeah, and we're not doing anything. All right, let's go uh, back to the uh, audio. I want to point something out to you that during the break, Chris and I were talking. He said. I'm just looking at ideas. I haven't. He said he. This is not something that's set in stone in his mind. He's just trying to explore ways to save lives. You may disagree with Chris. Um, I I happen to disagree, but he's open-minded and he's listening. So um, I don't want anybody attacking anybody on this. Um, but you think that uh, my argument is we already have uh, 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 an opportunity to sue. Because you could sue anybody. Uh, if you think somebody was negligent in the way they took care of their gun, um, made a, uh, you know somebody vulnerable as a result of that, you can take them to court. You may you may or may not prevail, but you can sue them. You certainly don't believe the law should change to protect gun owners more than they're currently protected, do you? I think that the same law should apply to guns as apply to cars and knives and computers and you pens and everything have, else. See, I might have a higher. A standard of liability for guns because guns are an intrinsically dangerous instrumentality. Well, cars can be... They can be, yeah. but it's not their primary purpose. No, but they are dangerous. Oh, I agree. I agree. Lots of things are dangerous. Yeah, but cars are, are very dangerous. Sure they are. And, uh, and frankly, uh, you well, risk your life every time you jump in one. Well, just to think out loud here, you have to, because they're dangerous and because they cause a lot of harm, you have to have insurance before you use one or take one out in public. Do you think that it would be reasonable to say that before you carry a gun in public, you should have to have insurance? Wrong argument for a libertarian. I don't think you should mandate car insurance much less mandate gun insurance. But gun insurance is out there for consumers. I know, it's available. Should it be mandatory? No. The government shouldn't mandate any of these things. Well, let's assume that you don't have the financial wherewithal to protect the society in general from your negligence. Let's assume that because of your law, I can't have a gun and I get shot. What, what do you mean? Uh, what law would prevent you from having a Well, gun? if you're going to mandate that I have insurance, I can't afford insurance. I live in the inner city. It doesn't keep people from owning uh, cars or guns. Oh, being poor does. In fact, BS. Oh, no, 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 no. Nonsense. If you can't pay the, your, your personal property tax on your car, yeah. you can't get your license plates. Now you can't drive it. And if you do, uh -huh. the state will confiscate it. The same thing would be true with guns. 
if you have uh, if you mandate insurance and I can't afford the insurance, I can't have if the you're gun. Too poor to pay for the insurance. You're too poor to pay for the fifteen hundred dollar handgun, probably. Fifteen hundred dollar handgun. Well, what yeah, are you buying? You guys want to have? What do you buy? <laughs> you buy a handgun for for a few hundred bucks. I, I'm new. just pimping you and all okay. you high level <laughs> gun owners. All right, let's, uh, let's go <laughs> to the phone. Spend money on this expensive hardware. Let's go to the phones. Chuck, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Deer's the most expensive. No, oh, duck is the most good. expensive meat in America. Go ahead, Chuck. Go ahead. Hi, Chuck. Okay. Hey. Um, well, now, be honest with you, I don't agree with you on a whole lot of stuff, but uh, I just have one question. Yes, sir. What's on second on secondary responsibility? Yeah. I just since when did personal responsibility? Uh, and I just think it's one step away from paving the way for bureaucrats to make gun own, uh, gun makers liable for every crime that gets committed with a gun because uh, I hear that. I understand I, that I, argument um, and there's some truth in it. Um, on the other hand if let's assume that I own the gun and I am negligent and I leave my gun all around but somebody steals it um, now it, what you're not just because they stole it and committed a crime. If I were, I, I take this scenario. I leave it on the picnic table in my backyard. Somebody steals it. Leaving it on the picnic table was negligent, wasn't it? I don't think so. No, you don't. No, you let, me ask, not. let me ask you, Chuck. Someone has to trespass on your property to to obtain your weapon. I agree that they're so, wrong. No. They're wrong, but their wrongness doesn't make you right. Their wrongness okay, doesn't well, make you right. Okay, well, I'd still, I, uh, well, also, I mean, that's, that's kind of in my mind, and I could be way off base, but I don't think I am. It's the same mentality as Hillary Clinton, and it takes a village. I don't, it, you know, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I don't know. It, it's a frustrating topic, I'll tell you that much. It is because, difficult. Um, I agree it's a difficult topic. I wouldn't be here for it. Uh, I mean, and if as far as a child, if a child brings, you know, your child brings a friend into your house, you have a loaded weapon there. Well, for one, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, sympathetically, I'd like to say, yeah, hold everybody accountable. You can find accountable, but that doesn't Not make it right. It doesn't make it legal. Right and wrong. You leave the loaded gun on the picnic table in your backyard. The neighbor, let's say 14-year-old, sees it and takes it. Now, you know what 14-year-old kids are like. You And the world knows what they're like. All right, wait, let me, let me just interject here. Because first, this is a scenario that isn't likely to ever unfold. But let's say I'm mowing the lawn. I'm in the backyard. It's yeah. a hot day. Yeah. I couldn't get Gwen to go out and mow it for me. Right. See, it's so, her fault. So yeah, Gwen ought to be lying. Yeah, there you go. So uh, the, the I, I'm carrying a particularly heavy weapon, and I, I put it on the picnic table, and I go back to mowing the lawn. I can't hear anything but the lawnmower. Then the kid comes into my backyard unannounced, uninvited, and and uh, while I'm you know there but can't see him, he takes my gun. Am I liable? I think you should be. I I think I'm willing to okay. clearly say yes. It's secondarily at least. Well, you could still if sue me. If I was me. that gun owner, yeah, if yeah. I, if I was that gun owner, then I could just use the same argument that you're trying to present now and say, "Well, no, I wasn't negligent. 
I was within my rights completely. The neighbor who raised that child was negligent, ultimately, because he should have taught his child not to trespass on my property and touch my belongings or anyone else's. Yeah, not how far down, it's not how far down you, It's not necessarily trespassing. Sure it is. If I no. didn't invite him over. No, no. You don't what have what, to what I got a sign on my yard, on my front door, it says no trespassing. You can you can draw the scenario if you want to make it impossible. Well, you've done but, that. No, I'm not. Yes, I'm, you have. Yeah, you, cases? Keep drawing, you keep redrawing the scenarios every time we present one. Sure, because <laughs> I I agree with you on some of them, and I don't agree with you on other ones. And I'm trying to find the middle one where we both can see there's reason on both sides, and that's the place well, where the rubber meets the road. I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem you'll never be able to resolve, because you can't you can't make one line dictate moral responsibility versus and liability versus legal responsibility and liability and versus civil responsibility and liability. There's yeah, no difference between... Well, all I right. think it is possible, and we do it all the time. Sure. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Glad Chuck. Glad to have you in the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, Chuck brought up a valid point. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you break into my house, uh, or you go inside my car, your parents haven't taught you Let's go, to respect he, other people's... I, I hear that. And Let's so go how back far, to your lawnmower. I think that if you're carrying a, a loaded weapon and mowing your yard, you ha and you want to put the gun away, you have the obligation to take your little self into the house and put it away safely. Well, I would say I'm in the yard... Uh, it should be safe. You never know when the raccoons are going to charge and attack. Well, uh, yeah, but they're not real gun. good shots. <laughs> That's right. We're much better at, at hitting them. Uh, but again, uh, you still, even under that scenario, which I reject, you can still go to court. You can still hire an attorney to try to make that case. You may or may not prevail, but you, and, and by the way, as you know, because you're an attorney and you're a judge, uh, if you sue me, it's going to cost me money, even if I prevail. Generally speaking, yeah, that's the it's case. going to cost a ton of money. Yes. Let me go grab another phone call here. Uh, David, welcome. Glad to have you on Hello, the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, um, so I was on Twitter debating you, Chris, um, over the last couple of days. I think. On this, and, on this uh, subject, was this the subject or was it something else? Yeah, yep. This is this was it. This oh, I remember now. Okay. Was, yeah. So there. To me, there's a very basic principle at work here. Yeah. And in my opinion, <clears throat> I am I am only responsible for myself and for my charges. So me and my children. If I agree I with want, that. If I want to put my property in my vehicle or wherever else, it's not, I'm not responsible for what other people decide to do. If they decide to um, you think go you into my property, be. take my property... No, I, I'm not responsible for uh, for the actions of other people. I'm says responsible who? for my actions. Says who? Says a basic principle that where, I'm not responsible for other people. Where is that written? It's, it's, I agree. It's written in I agree. philosophy. You, I agree you're not responsible for other people. <laughs> I think you should be responsible for yourself. And if you handle the I, weapon in an irresponsible way, we ought to be looking at civil liability. And I believe in Gary's scenario of mowing the lawn and putting it on the picnic table that that is an irris. For example, that's an irresponsible handling of a dangerous instrumentality, and liability ought to arise. But you can already sue uh, me for that. That very scenario. You, let's you find out what David me. thinks. David, do you agree? It, it, Go ahead. 
in my opinion, it doesn't matter what the property is. If it's a firearm, if it's a vehicle, if whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If somebody else takes my property without my consent and uses it to damage other people or other people's property, that's not my fault. That's okay. not my problem. It's not my responsibility. I did not steal other people's property. If they want to do something illegal, immoral, and come into my house and take my gun or go into my car and take my gun, that's on them. That's not on me. The, a firearm is just a tool. Okay. Okay? I, I wouldn't use that tool for to harm other people unless it was in self-defense. Let's walk, the, let's walk your scenario out a little bit. I agree that the person who does the stealing should be first liable. But you, I think you also behaved irresponsibly with a dangerous instrumentality. And I think this is one of the areas we disagree in. I think the firearm is in a different category than a kitchen knife or an automobile or something like that. Why would you say that? A knife can be just as dangerous. It can be, but isn't its primary purpose is not. It it becomes just as dangerous when a gun's not available. We know that from London. A, it's not just as dangerous. Yes, it is. You can't go into school and kill 15 people with a a carving knife. There was a case out in California not just, but a couple of months ago where somebody using a knife stabbed a whole bunch of people. It happens all the time. Killed several. Yeah. We all know there's a difference between the degree of the lethalness or lethality. I don't know. Lethality is the lethality word. Lethality that you have with a with a firearm versus a knife. David, thank you for the call. Buddy. Dave, Appreciate thank it. you. Thank you for the Twitter interaction, too. All right. Back to wrap it up with Chris Kelly. It is uh, 50, 50 minutes after the hour. Uh Garson and I are going to chat about this for a few more minutes, and then uh, we're going to bring out the really great firearms from Grafts. You're listening to Gary on Guns, 93.9 Eagle. 54 minutes after the hour, Garson with us from Grafts. Um, so we played this uh, debate that I had with Chris Kelly um, and how he wants civil litigation. Uh, he wants to hold you at least partly responsible if you have been irresponsible in uh, you know, locking up your gun and, and keeping it from uh, being used uh, illegally. But it, it uh, you wonder where, where does it stop? If he wants to make you secondarily responsible, and one of the callers brought this up, what about the, the parent who didn't teach the kid not to steal? Can we sue the parent? Or is not watching their child, which allows them to enter your property and take your gun. Yeah, I mean, where do you draw the line? How far back do you go? I I really did try to understand him. I, I I couldn't tell on I thought maybe on Twitter I was you know misreading him. That's why I invited him to come on the program. But the further along he went, the muddier it got. And, and it was even to the point, uh, Garson, where he didn't he couldn't draw the line himself. Right. And he's well, you know, reasonable people can figure it out. Well, if you're the it's your idea and you can't figure it out. Uh, I'm certainly at a loss. 874-9390, the toll-free number, 800-529-5572. Brian, are the phones working, you think? All right, let's give it a shot. James, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Good morning, Gary. I wonder if there's an ulterior motive here um, in that enacting some kind of responsible civil uh, liability legislation, responsible gun owners are forced or could be forced to lock up their guns separate from their ammo, similar to transportation across Illinois, 
thereby effectively making them well making them ineffective and what's the point in the second amendment then if responsible gun owners can't access their weapons in time of need well first thing first thing i want to tell you is that from now on in when you head east through illinois if you're a concealed carry permit holder as long as you stay in the car you can have your gun on you and in the car you no longer have to unload them separate the ammo from the from the firearm they've changed that law thank god I still don't stop in <laughs> Illinois, but it, at least that. Um, with but regard, they just do that in our house. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's really the goal. I, and I'm not sure with Chris because I trust that Chris is being honest when he's looking for ways to save lives. My problem with Chris's uh, uh, civil litigation uh, argument is that it's already available. Uh, the yeah. line's already drawn in the courtroom. When the jury hears all the evidence, they draw the line. They say, yep, that was negligent. You're guilty and partly responsible and have to pay. And, and, and so I can't, get, I can't get around that. And Garson and I were just chatting uh, during the break because I'm, I'm, at, I'm at a point where I think, well, they, he, these anti-gun people, and he's not necessarily anti-gun, but the anti-gun people in general... They can't be that stupid. They've got to know that none of their scenarios ever holds water. Their studies are full of, uh, of uh, uh, bad data. There's got to be another reason for this. Well, listening to him talk and some of the conversations I've had with others, it just seems to me that the only way to really draw that line is to lock them up. And I just wonder if that's not what's in their mind. Yeah, well, then they would have to argue that while you're sleeping, you can't keep it on your nightstand loaded and ready. Right. <laughs> exactly. That was a requirement in the District of Columbia, and that got overturned, saying that you didn't really? have to store it in a locked, um, inaccessible storage device at all times. Yeah, by the time you wow. get to that, it's you're, you're toast. All right, thank well, that's you. that's the only thought I had, so, yeah. Thanks, okay. James. Glad to have you on the Bye. Gary on Guns. Ryan, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you? Good, Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Well, I got two things I want to say. First is, I love this kind of the topic where you get a little debate in. Um, you can hear both sides. Um, listen to your show all the time. I love all the pro-gun side, but sometimes it's good to hear the alternative point, um, even though it might not be based in fact. <laughs> um, and Chris made some good points, but he was arguing from the wrong uh, premise. I think the entire conversation which turned out to be a good one, was based on um, the very first foundation when you opened the segment with him, and he said that the country has a gun violence problem, and we need to solve this by making gun owners more responsible for their actions. And we all know that gun violence problem is really mostly, was the 80 to 85% gang or drug-related, 15% comes from the rest of the population of the United States, including law enforcement. So the premise of making um, responsible gun owners have to remove their ammunition, store it in a different location, have your gun store safely with a lock, like the, the Brady Bill and all that, um, it doesn't really apply because the, the majority of what he's going after aren't law-abiding citizens anyway. You're absolutely right. Thank you, Ryan, for the call. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. We get you up to date with what's going on around town. Then Carson and I are going to be back. We'll take your phone calls and show you two terrific firearms. Gary on Guns, 93.9 The